Who are the biggest dynasty risers after week one of the preseason? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome into the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk of DK Nation, and I am here, of course, as always, with my brother from another mother, Marcus Mosher. You can find him over at USA Today. We are here. We are here to help you build the ultimate dynasty fantasy football roster. So Please be sure to subscribe, follow us on YouTube, wherever you consume your fantasy football content, because we have a whirlwind of uh, advice and, and strategy to help you build the ultimate dynasty roster. Marcus, we have week one of the NFL preseason officially in the books, and there were some there were some shining, shining stars. All I know is it's overreaction season, right? You see one or two plays in the preseason and we start to move guys up and down in our rankings. And uh, this is my favorite time of the year, just because of that. Like people overreacting to one George Pickens catch. Come on. Okay. Oh, there were several. (laughs) There were Uh, several, which we're going to talk about them. I'm sure here in just a second, but yeah, (laughs) we're doing our week one risers. And do we want to just do it? Do we want to just get it over with? I mean, sh- should we? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's do it because I I know I know you want to talk about this guy, Kate. Yeah. So let's let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> oh my God, George Pickens, man, guys! If you haven't gone back and watched some of the absolutely fantastic highlight reel posts uh, from George Pickens, I think this guy is is on the rise. He's on the rise quickly. And probably to the point where he's not going to be much of a value in dynasty leagues because, I mean, in terms of his average draft position, we've got to expect that between the training camp hype that we've heard over the last several weeks partnered with his preseason debut, Marcus, we're all in trouble because nobody's going to be able to trade for George Pickens. Uh, I mean, right out of the gate, we saw him making some really, really fantastic grabs uh came out as the fifth best receiving grade on the week there five cat or five targets three catches 43 yards and like a highlight real touchdown there in his first game with the Pittsburgh Steelers the end zone grab showed great body awareness great body control um it, George Pickens showed you everything you wanted with the opportunity that he had uh you had Deontay Johnson out of the game. You had Chase Claypool out of the game, Pat Fryermuth out of the game. So it was really just the George Pickens show for a little while. And Marcus, he showed every single bit of that wide receiver that we briefly saw flash in his true freshman season. So what are your thoughts on George Pickens? Cause I know I'm like, you're all uh, in. my eyes have been replaced by little hearts. Um, and so I, I want to hear the outsider perspective, yeah. the most critic, uh, the, the biggest Steelers critic. What do yeah, you we're going to call it? The, this is the, my wet blanket take, right? So I, <laughs> listen, I like George Pickens. I, I just don't think you should be moving him up in your dynasty leagues for a couple of reasons. Number one, you mentioned it. No Deontay Johnson, 
no Chase Claypool, no Pat Fryermuth, no Najee Harris. When these guys are all playing, they're all going to have a significant workload. And that probably means that Chase Clay, or excuse me, that George Pickens is going to operate as, let's say, the number three passing target as, at best, right? I should also note that George Pickens didn't really do a lot in this game with Mitch Trubisky. He did catch one basically underneath route that went for a few yards. But his touchdown came when Mason Rudolph was throwing him the ball down the field. Trubisky and Kenny Pickett really didn't stretch the field at all. And that that would have me nervous, right? It, you're drafting Pickens because of his vertical ability. Just not sure that Trubisky or Pickett are the guy to kind of unlock that. So obviously there's talent there. But I think people that believe he's going to produce in a big way as a rookie, I just I just don't see it, Kate. I I definitely understand uh, the the desire to pump the brakes. This is one of those situations, kind of like uh, the way that I've been discussing Javante Williams, for instance, where, uh, yes, talent is probably going to win out eventually, but you might not see that immediate payoff in production just based on situation. I think projecting him as maybe the the player to finish with the third most targets on this team feels about right in the upcoming season, but Man, if it, which like Steelers fans, uh, with the exception of me, are already inducting Kenny Pickett into the Hall of Fame. But Marcus, you mentioned it. I was there. It didn't happen yet. I yeah, was at the Hall of Fame <laughs> you you were literally at the Hall of Fame this year, uh, but or this weekend. Um, but I'm I'm really surprised to hear they're not already erecting his bust because, <laughs> I mean, you would have thought based on the 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 hype that we heard. But Marcus, there were a lot of really great plays uh, after the catch that helped uh, get Kenny Pickett's yardage up to uh, where I, he finished. I was going to say before the last play of the game, which they probably shouldn't have got the ball back unless Drew Locke fumbled the ball. But Kenny Pickett was averaging 4.4 yards per attempt before the last throw of the game. Not I good, mean, he Bob. was spot. He was fine. Like he was operating the offense, and I it was clear Pittsburgh was trying to do th- some things to get him in rhythm, but. If your biggest takeaway from that game is Kenny Pickett's a star and should be this week one starting quarterback, not sure that you were watching all that closely. <laughs> I don't think you were, uh, uh, you know, watching maybe the fact that, you know, we we didn't necessarily have a uh, starting caliber defense playing against Kenny Pickett either. But I digress. Uh, yeah. it, you know what? There's only so long we could talk about the Steelers, Marcus. I know you're itching to. Uh, ah, it's probably fine. inch away from the that's, Steelers. That's fine. I just want to say really quick. I, I do think George Pickens' stock is up long term. Just want to pump the bricks a little bit on him being like the go-to guy on Pittsburgh right away because we know Johnson's going to get a million targets. We know that Mike Tomlin wants to run the crap out of the ball. I just don't see him being somebody that you're going to want in your starting lineups early in the season. We'll we'll see about later. Uh, okay, we've got a bunch of players that I want to talk about here. In just the, the next few minutes. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about better help. Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through it all. Better help is there to help you out. It's online therapy, and it will assess your needs, and they will match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. 
and getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. With therapy, it can take a few tries to find the right one with you or right one for you. BetterHelp makes it easy. It's free to change therapists if you need. They've got a special offer offer for our listeners right now. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash locked on. All right, Kate, let's talk about our uh, our next guy. How about Damian Pierce? Uh, yes. Looked pretty good for Houston. Looked really good for Houston. And Marcus, I, I don't know how many of our listeners listen to my other podcast, the Ball Blast Fantasy Football Podcast. We're, we're more of a redraft show over there. But this week, or sorry, last week, we, we talked about our ballsiest takes for the 2022 season. And mine last week was that Damian Pierce will finish as a top 24 running back in 2022. And I gotta say, I'm feeling pretty good about my, my bold predictions so far this preseason. Look, Marcus, I, I already, I've already been sold on Damian Pierce coming out of Florida, just absolutely dominant despite not necessarily having a huge touch total led the FBS and PFF rushing grade. 10th in yards per route run, 10th in explosive runs per attempt, fourth, fourth in missed force tackles per rush attempt. Like, again, didn't touch the ball much at Florida, but when he did, beautiful, magical things happened. And we saw it again, Marcus. We saw a fantastic performance. He played six snaps in total in week one of the preseason, had 49 rushing yards. Yes, yes. Average 9.8 rush yards per attempt. And almost every single one of those yards came after contact. He averaged 8.4 yards after contact per attempt. Just absolutely looked explosive and showed great uh, contact balance. And just showed all of these traits that you want. And Marcus, the best part about Damian Pierce is he has all the opportunity in the world. What are what is his competition? Marlon Mack, um, who you know has looked fine in his return from an Achilles. We've heard good things about his rehabilitation process. Uh, but then what we've got Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead, who exactly. literally and that's the whole argument, right? He just needs to be better than Rex Burkhead and Marlon Mack, which he is, right? Talent's gonna eventually win out. It's just how much do the, does this Houston coaching staff give him the full workload? And Kate, I would think by like midway through the season and Houston's like, you know, two and nine, what's going to be the point of playing Marlon Mack in Rex Burkett? Like go play Damian Pierce to see what you've got. See if he's the, you know, featured running back or the, the franchise running back. I think this is a, he's somebody I want to own on my dynasty teams. Yes. And uh, again, another player that I do think is going to continue to climb up draft boards because all weekend long or uh, all weekend long since Saturday, since Saturday, I've just, it's been the Damian Pierce hype train on Twitter with the clips with uh, showing off all of his explosive runs. But I mean, even if this team isn't great in 2022, I do think they're taking a step in the right direction. They have Laramie Tunsil returning. Uh, he missed 12 games last year. They have Kenyon Green, who they drafted uh, to help out on the offensive line. They have some defensive pieces that I think are going to 
make uh, a more sustainable rushing game uh, just more viable at adding Derek Stingley, uh, Steven Nelson, who I think was like super underrated. I loved him as a Pittsburgh mm -hmm. Steeler, just one of the most underrated corners, I think in the league, I think everything that they're doing really just kind of lends itself to the run game. And I mean, Damian Pierce, if he had touched the ball, more than a hundred times in his final season with the Florida Gators, I think we would have seen him be drafted uh, closer to the second, yeah. third round. Yep, and in really the Texans just got to steal. I, I agree. He is the perfect guy to trade for right now, even while the hype is going up, because I think you're right. Like, I think we're going to look back at the end of the season and he might not finish as a top 16 running back, but he might be like 21. And, we're going to go into the offseason being really excited about him in his long-term future. So go trade for Damian Pierce. I think what would you trade? What would you trade for Damian Pierce right now? Because I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. I mean, I think the lowest, I mean, the I think you started a second round pick, right? A 2023 second round pick. And I think you work up from that, right? Uh yeah, I think that's fair. And I yeah. I'm willing to throw some some extra dough yep. on top of that. I think that's the starter, and you build off of that. Perfect. All right. Yeah. We're on the same page, baby. Yeah. I like this so far. All right. Now this next one, this is, this is your guy. Admittedly you, uh, you made me take him in a dynasty league that we're playing in together. I think in first or second round, uh, Trey Lance, I haven't always been on Trey Lance, uh, as a dynasty quarterback, just because I'm a little bit worried about the passing volume and that overall offense when it comes to fantasy points for the quarterback. But how could you not be impressed by Trey Lance in the week one of the preseason? His bomb to, to Danny Gray down the field was perfect. He looked far more comfortable in the offense. He looked confident. And he played one series. And basically the 49ers said, you know what, you're good. Let's go ahead and have a seat. I think things are pointing up for Trey Lance. What do you think? Definitely pointing up for Trey Lance. And I mean, the fact that you've got Debo Samuel, they've locked up his contract, so you don't have to worry about any potential holdout. Like this should presumably be a pretty healthy offense. And I mean, what you wanted to see after kind of all these weird narratives across the off season, like arm fatigue, like there's just been a lot of like weird narratives. I feel like around Trey Lance, despite all the hype, um, but he showed you exactly what you want to see from him in the NFL preseason. And mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's going to be really hard, I think to, uh, to, you know, necessarily devalue him at this point based on the weapons available to him, based on the rushing upside. I was one of the biggest probably critics of the Trey Lance pick because I thought it was a lot to invest in a quarterback that was as raw as Trey Lance. Yeah, and I do sure. think we're going to see plenty of ups and downs and uh, maybe everything in between here. But Kyle Shanahan's system absolutely sets up quarterbacks for success. I think Trey Lance, uh, of course, especially from a rushing perspective, has that upside that Jimmy Garoppolo did not. Um, but I, I mean, everything that Kyle Shanahan does in terms of scheme should set him up for more success as a passer too. So I, I think this is the perfect situation. I think Trey Lance just overall, um, is going to have a great season, even with some bumps and bruises. Cause Marcus, like, let's look at what 
Uh, we saw it from Jalen Hurts last season where he was a top-end fantasy asset, but you didn't necessarily see uh, a ton of production from his arm specifically. Sure. I mean, last year, only 16 passing touchdowns, nine interceptions, but still finished as a top-end fantasy quarterback. And, like, we're projecting him to make that, you know, final big third-year leap now that he has receiving assets. Like, but I feel like Jalen Hurts is kind of the um, the – experiment that you wanted to see uh before you invest into Trey Lance because you know that the fantasy upside is there even if he has some struggles as a passer in his first full season under center. Looks so much more confident in the offense. The first throw that he had it's like a back shoulder throw uh down the sideline. I I thought he was absolutely incredible. And these quarterbacks are going uh seven and eight right now. Uh, right now in Dynasty League football. So both both Lance and Lawrence are quarterbacks that I'm really excited about and ones that I want to invest in. Uh, Kate, I've got one more player I want to talk about before we head out. But before we do that, I want to tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Kate, I, I want your opinion on this one because I, I know I have thoughts. Uh, Brian Robinson, running back for the Washington Commanders. I know you got to see some of this one game. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Just that entire Washington backfield kind of going into the season. It's a mess, and I want absolutely nothing to do with it. Um, I think this is going to be a very hard backfield to predict on a week-to-week basis. And the only place I really want to be investing in this backfield, Marcus, is in best ball formats, whether that yeah. be a dynasty best ball league or a season-long best ball league on underdog, DraftKings, wherever you play. But if I don't have to set a lineup, I'm I'm willing to like give these guys a try. But Marcus, Brian Robinson, um, very, very interesting week one usage um, for the, the preseason. Mm-hmm. Look, we saw... Antonio Gibson, who had fumbling issues in the 2021 season, come out, have a fumble, and then continue to play with the second team offense. We saw Brian Robinson come in, sneak the goal line touchdown right out of his hands, and he looked good. He looked really good. Um, I I think that Brian Robinson is on an uptrend, and like I, I think that there's probably going to be maybe some overcorrection in terms of average draft position. Cause I mean, Antonio Gibson Marcus has been just rapidly falling in the ranks. Um, just continues to fall down draft boards. I don't necessarily know that we're not going to ne- overreact maybe to Brian Robinson. Cause Antonio Gibson, we still saw what he was able to he's accomplish. Talented. Like we know he's a, he's a talent, right? Yes, but Brian Robinson is absolutely going to be a thorn in his backside. And that's what that's what I'm concerned about. But I think Brian Robinson is going to have plenty of goal line opportunities. 
but it's just going to create a mess for the entire backfield. So yes, while Brian Robinson is trending up and you have to be excited about his usage, you do have to be really concerned about the fact that Antonio Gibson coming off a six fumble season, just fumbled once again um, in, in the preseason. And then you had Brian Robinson come in right after him and look fantastic. Like, yeah. And that's the reason I have him here, Kate. Right? It's like not only did he get the gold line work, which we kind of expected him to do. Like they've, Washington has talked about that a lot. He just looked better than Gibson, and that could be because he was playing a little bit more with the second, you know, the team versus Gibson playing with the ones. But it just feels like this is going to be a split backfield where McKissick is going to get a lot of the work in the passing game. Gibson's going to kind of be the starter but Robinson's going to do the short yardage goal line and be that first guy off the bench. And right now I want Robinson because he's probably the cheapest and he might have the most upside because if Gibson gets hurt, which we know has happened before you're looking at Robinson being in a role that produces typically a lot of fantasy points. So I I just thought he looked good and I wanted to include him on this riser list. Yeah. And I, I think also like pairing with uh, his standalone performance like the the struggles of Antonio Gibson like if you want to call them struggles but again playing into some of that period with the second team offense like that's not what you want to see from your starters kind of how we were all kind of left shocked and dismayed that Josh Jacobs played uh in the hall of fame game and we were all kind of like what like what what is going on I think you kind of have to have those similar question marks about Antonio Gibson. So pairing Brian Robinson's performance along with the, the narratives that are currently going on with Antonio Gibson, I think that's what kind of builds that complete picture of concern for this team. Now, Brian Robinson heading into week one of the preseason was being grafted on average right around RB 49 based on dynasty league football, ADP, That was behind guys like Zamir White, Tyler Algier, uh, Isaiah Spiller. And I have to imagine that he's going to be climbing that draft board very quickly. All right. Last guy. And you get like two minutes to talk about (laughs) him at most. At most, Kate. So here you go. You're on the clock. Go ahead. Uh, Okay. So got to talk about Sam Howell, who I loved Sam Howell. I was hoping he was going to become a Pittsburgh Steeler. But hey, I don't necessarily get uh, to make all of the draft picks, Marcus. It's not what they pay me for. Unfortunately, they don't pay me at all. Uh, But Sam Howell, first rookie quarterback to have 150 total yards and two plus touchdowns on fewer than 20 pass attempts in a preseason game since your own Dak Prescott back in the 2016 season. I'm going to credit my awesome wife with NFL research (laughs) for that one. Uh, But Sam Howell, he just looked good. He looked poised. And Marcus, looking at... uh, what the quarterback competition looks like with the Washington commanders, you got to envision that there's a pathway, a very realistic pathway for Sam Howell to see the field sooner rather than later. I mean, we've heard just the entire training camp narrative about Carson Wentz is that he is struggling with accuracy issues. You have Sam Howell who comes in, who um, really put UNC on his back and, and, was a absolute baller. You already know what Taylor Heineke is. So let's project that this isn't going to be a winning team this season. And you're going to be in contention for 
uh, potentially one of those higher end picks in the 2023 draft where there are quarterbacks at play. You have CJ Stroud. Like there are plenty of names in the mix there to walk away with another first round quarterback. If Carson Wentz isn't the guy, if Taylor Heineke, we know, isn't the guy, Sam Howell could be the guy and he yep. should see some opportunity this year. Um, even if you're not believing in him long term because of the draft capital, I think if you're in a two quarterback or super flex league, take a shot on Sam Howell because the pathway to, to starting is there. Here's why Sam Howell was a winner. He looked competent, but more importantly, Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke were 14 of 22 for 95 yards and one interception. Like those guys just stunk, right? And if those guys continue Smelled to stink, it from which here. they probably will, Sam Howell's going to get a chance. And we know he has at least some talent. We know he's, he's an athlete. He's got some dog in him. He's got yeah, some dog he, in he's him. He's got that dog in him. Um, plus, he had two rushing touchdowns. I think he's going to get an opportunity sooner rather than later. So, admittedly, it's a good good call by you, Kate. I think he's one of the bigger surprise. risers. Of the preseason. Always the tone of surprise. Uh, all right. Thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves. No one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. You can download the Locked On Dynasty fo- Football Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, everybody.